Welcome to the Medical Association of Georgia's award-winning Top Doc Show. With more than 8,000 members who care for patients in every specialty and practice setting, MAG is the leading voice for physicians in Georgia. Go to mag.org to join MAG if you're a physician in Georgia. And thanks to MAG Insurance Agency for its support as a sponsor. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a sponsored edition of Top Docs. I'm MAG's Communications Director, Tom Cornegay. Today's episode addresses Southeast Primary Care Partners, which is a Georgia-based organization that believes that independent physicians should not have to compromise. Southeast Primary Care Partners provides physicians with the resources they need to keep their practices running smoothly while protecting what makes them unique. Its motto is independent, but not alone. Our guest is Southeast Primary Care Partners President, Co-Founder, and CEO, Eric Lyle. Before we get started, I wanted to mention that Eric addressed MAG's House of Delegates meeting in October. Our sincere thanks for that. Thanks, Tom. Welcome, and uh, thanks for taking a few minutes to join us today. Yeah, thanks, Tom. I'm excited to have the conversation, let people know a little bit about what we're doing and kind of what our vision is for where healthcare is going in Georgia and across the United States. That's great. Uh, so uh, I guess let's begin. I'll give you, I'm going to give you a challenging one here. I ask you to give us your, the abbreviated version of your life story. Oh, that's a tough one. So um, it is a challenging one. So it, it's, a, it, it's kind of crazy. I've never lived anywhere from the day I was born for more than three years. So I've been around, traveled around the world, I've lived in 10 countries, 20 years outside the United States. Um, I joined the Air Force when I was 18, enlisted, and I stayed in the Air Force for 20 years. I retired at, tw- at 38, um, having transitioned to being an officer in my last real job in the Air Force. I was administrator for the trauma center in Iraq, the NATO trauma center in Iraq, just south of um, Baghdad. Um, did a few months there, probably the best experience of my life. I uh, came back from there shortly thereafter. I got out of the Air Force and I joined um I went into private sector. So I joined a company called Humana, which many of your, many of the listeners may have heard of. And I started as an analyst. And then when I left there, I was um, chief operating officer for the, for the um, TRICARE business, um, government business, running the, I was running the TRICARE business for Humana. Then I went to a company called Highmark, then to Centene, and then finally um, a company called Optum, where um, I helped with some of the work that they were doing across the Southeast and some of their markets, Texas and Florida, particularly. Um, I came here in January to, as you said, to start this group with the, with my partner, Dr. Bat, um, and some finance partners. And our vision was to, so let's kind of move value-based into Georgia, right? And let's focus on where healthcare is going and what we're trying to do in the state of Georgia. That's great. And by the way, thank you for your service. Thank you, Tom. Uh, and uh, I, I, you touched on it a little bit there, but uh, I don't know if you wanted to, to drill a little bit down into how you uh, got involved with Southeast Primary Care Partners uh, in particular. Yeah, it just looked like um, when I was introduced to Dr. Bat, it just looked like a great um, practice that he had built. So um, Dr. Bat had been, you know, he's a fixture in the community. He was a, he's been a part of MAG for years. Um, he's been a, he's, he founded and led North Atlanta Primary Care for dozens of years. Um, and he built an amazing practice, very focused on primary care, very focused on high quality care. 
And when we started talking, it just looked like a great opportunity for us to think about what could we, what could we do together in a bigger and better way. That's great. So uh, how have you seen healthcare economics change and evolve with time? Yeah. So I, I've been in healthcare for a while. So even when I was in the Air Force as an enlisted guy, I was a medical material specialist. And um, so I started out in healthcare at the age of 18. Um, it's been over three decades ago. And um, a lot of things have changed. And so back in the 1980s, and I, and I gave a talk on this in a lot of different places, and I speak on this, and I'm actually writing a book about kind of where healthcare is going based upon where it's been and the economics of it. Um, so we could talk more in depth about that another time. But um, back in the 80s, when capitation first started coming into vogue, I, I think it was tried and it failed miserably because of two things. One is um, sort of the insurance companies are trying to push it on the providers um, and the providers didn't have a lot of data. There were not a lot of incentives in, in it in the, for the providers and they were trying to put rules in place for the physicians that didn't really make a lot of sense in some cases. And so the physicians pushed back, the patients pushed back and it sort of collapsed on its face. And so that, so the, the first sort of Fourier at trying to control costs kind of fell flat on its face. And then it sort of moved into the next generation of um, let's see if we can do some quality based stuff to try to maintain costs in that way. Cyst hospital systems started getting involved in terms of trying to leverage um, the relationship between payers, providers, and specialists. And eventually it's kind of evolved to where today it's all going back full circle toward capitation and getting the physicians involved in, in it from the beginning. And so I can recall when I was at Centene, you know, we were trying to put programs in place for the physicians that sometimes were successful and sometimes weren't as successful as they could have been because it was us trying to push the programs to them as opposed to them creating the programs, developing, developing themselves and trying to put it in a place where, you know, they were the ones that were implementing the programs on behalf of themselves and their patients. And so over time, it just became kind of eye-opening to me that really the place where all healthcare begins and ends is with the physicians. It's not with the insurance companies, it's not with the hospitals. No offense to those groups, they're very important and very necessary to our system, but it's really all about the physicians. And so, um, you know, how do we put the physicians back in control of what's going on with their patients? That's kind of what my um, vision is about and what a lot of folks, not just myself, but a lot of folks out there kind of seeing where that's headed. And we're trying to put that back in place. And and so you'll see, our, and we'll talk, I think, in, in a little bit about billboards and things like that. But our motto is really physicians first, right? A lot of people are focused on patients and rightfully so. But me as the, you know, sort of the administrative leader for our group, we're really all about the physicians and how do we get um, the tools and resources in place for our physicians to be able to put the patients first. And so you'll never, you'll never hear me saying that. I mean, my, my entire executive team is focused on what can we do to support the physicians? And that's what we're all about. That's great. And by the way, I'm a North Atlanta primary care patient for many, many years. So uh, I, 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 Dr. it's a great practice. And Dr. Bat, uh, to your point, is, is, uh, is a great uh, leader uh, within the profession. So absolutely. Uh, what, uh, what do you see as the uh, kind of the big key drivers in terms of uh, healthcare cost today? Yeah, so there's a lot of things that are kind of making the bending the cost curve in a certain direction. And I, and I without getting into a lot of detail, but so, you know, going back into the 60s, right? When you think back into the 60s, when everything was fee for service and people were paying with dollars, or even before when people were paying with chickens back in you know the, the turn of the century, um, 
healthcare demand has grown dramatically and primarily as a result of government programs, health insurance by payers, you know, I mean, by customers, by, by employers, um, all kinds of things have created an increase in demand. And with healthcare, you know, it's a pretty much um, inelastic demand because people need it and they want it. And if they can afford it, they're going to get it, right? And especially if it's free, they're going to get as much as they can of it. And so as the, as the government programs increased, as employers started to provide healthcare coverage, the demand increased more rapidly than the supply. And so it pushed the costs up dramatically. And then as you have um, the system incentivizing, or sometimes in some cases, overutilization of care, not, I wouldn't say in any event, is, it, is there anything being done uh, inappropriately, but sometimes you could do things at a lower level and then move up. And so you have sometimes overutilization of care. And some people estimate that it could be as much as a trillion dollars or more of care that's unnecessary being done in the country. Um, and it's not just in any one bucket. It's a lot of buckets that where this overutilization of care is happening, whether it's in the hospitals or in sometimes specialty offices. We're, we're not pushing it back down to the beginning, you know, to the lowest level of care where you possibly can. And so all of these things are kind of driving costs in a, in a upward spiraling direction. So under... Um, you know, sort of the underpopulation of providers um, and over an excess of demand is creating a cost curve that's hard to control. So that's kind of where I'm thinking about where the costs are going. And so how do you get in front of that? You know, that's where you put the physicians back in charge. So you kind of put the incentives back in the place where the physicians are touching the patients. I'm not suggesting capitation is the way to go, but um, some sort of risk where you have primary care physicians that have some sort of accountability for the care that's being done by their patients or for their patients, helping them manage that with tools and data and networks of specialists and hospitals that support that is kind of where I think that the system needs to evolve and where I think it's evolving to. And what are uh, some of today's most common healthcare delivery models? Well, there's a lot of them. Um, it's kind of never ending. So you've got uh, fee for, you know, the standard fee for service model where somebody comes in, walks into a physician's office and they pay for care and they receive, they receive care for the payment that they made. There's concierge models where you pay a certain amount on a monthly basis and then you come in and you get unlimited care from the concierge provider. You've got capitated models where, you know, you work through an insurance company or through potentially a medical group where you pay as, where somebody is paying on your behalf, either you're, you're paying or the government's paying or an insurance company is paying on your behalf an amount of money to the capitated group, whether it's a medical group or a system where they're then responsible for taking care of your needs and your healthcare needs, et cetera. And, and across the country, there are varying degrees of these things being implemented. Sure. And what is your assessment of Georgia's healthcare system in uh, the end of 2021 and going into 2022? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a little bit behind in some ways, moving toward value based, um, value based being you know being paid for providing value as opposed to being paid for providing care. Um, and so, in some places where it's more evolved, say California, Texas, Florida, even up in New York, some other places where there's some more evolution has taken place to where they're moving more toward this risk model that I just uh, sort of alluded to. Georgia's not quite there. And so Georgia's moving in that direction. We think that Georgia is ripe for moving further in that direction. Um, there's, some, there's some pockets of it in Georgia. There's some groups that are out there um, implementing programs in that regard. I think some of the payers are wanting to move in that direction. Some of the hospital systems are working hard to move in that direction. 
but they're a little bit they're a little bit behind some of the other parts of the country. And I think you just touched on it a little bit there, but uh, what's your vision for for the state? What's the potential uh, as you see it for Georgia's healthcare system? Yeah, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot there. Um, I, my vision for the future is, you know, medical groups, physicians will be sort of back in control of the care. You know, no offense to, you know, any groups out there, but I kind of see, you know, uh, hospitals as tools. I see as tools of the system rather than systems themselves. I see insurance companies as organizations that are kind of conglomerating things and selling them on behalf of these other groups. And I think eventually it will evolve to where some of those other things will become secondary to these physician groups that are exist that are being formed and being and existing across multiple platforms to where physician groups will be going direct to payers. I mean, going, going, being direct to customers, um, potentially going direct to CMS. So the, the payers kind of will start to die off. The insurance companies will start to level off or sort of diminish. The hospitals will be kind of put back in the place where they belong in the system. And the physicians will be once again, kind of reigning in the system in charge of their healthcare and quality and costs related to their patients. And what is Southeast Primary Care's mission? Our mission is to provide, principally to provide a, a home for independent providers out there. So we're out there talking to folks, sharing our message, sharing our vision for where the healthcare industry is going and saying, hey, you know, there's alternatives out there to being parts of hospital systems or being part of um, insurance-owned systems. Um, there's other things out there. We're, we're not out there to dictate to physicians how to practice medicine. Uh, we're there to help them. We're there to support them. We're there to give them counsel and advice. Um, we're not going to force necessarily our methods on them, uh, but we want to partner with them and help them grow their practice. If they have an interest in growing their own practice in a specific geography, we want to we partner with them to help them do that. And we're really all about forming partnerships, both with the primary care side, which is sort of the core of where we're headed. But as you can imagine, Tom, as you grow your primary care business and you grow the number of patients that are flowing through your primary care system, there becomes a tremendous need for specialty partners, hospital partners, et cetera, ancillary partners. And so we're, we're happy to talk to those groups as well um, as they kind of align with the strategy that we're putting in place across Georgia. And what do you think makes your organization most unique? Well, I think if you look at the marketplace out there today, there's a, there's a handful of groups, if not dozens of groups that are out there trying to do kind of similar things, right? They're out there trying to build groups of physicians that then can uh, work together to provide the highest quality, lowest cost care for their patients and for their customers. Um, what I think makes us a little different is number one, at least here in Georgia, we're, we're Georgia based. I mean, we're, we're, we're headquartered in Georgia. We only exist in Georgia today, although we're going to be spreading to the border, you know, just across the borders of Georgia, but Georgia is our home and our foundation. And this is where Dr. Bett started this practice. And this is where, you know, will always be our foundation. The leadership team of Southeast Primary Care sits in Alpharetta, Georgia, the entire team. Um, and so we're focused heavily on Georgia and working with Georgia, with and for Georgia physicians. But in addition, you know, we're not focused on any particular class or type of patient, right? A lot of groups that are out there doing similar things to what we're doing are very heavily focused on Medicare. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, we, we love our Medicare patients and we love, um, but we also love our commercial patients. And, and, but most importantly, we love our physicians. And we think the physicians that work with us 
are interested in having a holistic practice that's not completely focused on um, patients that are over 65. And so we're there to support them across the kinds of patients that they want to see regardless of, the, of their patients. Um, so if you want to keep seeing commercial patients, we're going to support you in that. If you want to keep seeing fee-for-service self-pay patients, we're going to support you in that. If you want to have a holistic practice that encompasses you know, adolescents to patients 110 years old, we're going to support you with the entire spectrum of your, of your group. And I think that's somewhat unique. In addition, you know, we're not out there dictating practice patterns, right? So we're not going to tell you exactly how to practice. We're going to provide counsel. We're going to let you be a part of peer groups. Um, we're going to support you all we can with great management and support staff. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're the one seeing the patients and you're the one that are that's making the decisions about what to do with the patients. We might provide some counsel as to what a great network would look like for specialists and hospitals to use, but you're the one, you're the physician, you're the one that's in charge. We're here to support you. And how does Southeast primary care create value for independent physicians and healthcare in general? Um, sort of similar to what I was just saying. So there's a lot of things that we can do. We, we, um, we're partnered with a, a clinically integrated network called Live Oak Care. And um, actually, North Atlanta Primary Care is now a part of Live Oak Care for their ACO, for their Medicare ACO. And Live Oak Care has approximately 800 physicians and other types of and extenders that are a part of their group. So between Live Oak Care and Southeast Primary Care Partners, North Atlanta Primary Care Employed, we've now got about 900 providers running through our system. And we're out there to provide management support, um, billing support if they need it, um, contracting, counsel and support, things of that nature that, you know, it's just very difficult to do as an independent provider. So if you're looking for a home that, you know, that really respects you as a physician, particularly as a primary care physician, and, you know, puts you at the top of the totem ball and wants to support your philosophy in terms of being independent, um, even the, even to the even in a lot of cases, the type of EMR you want to use, whatever the case may be, you know, if you want to be in that sort of situation, well, we're there to help you, right? You could become a part of our clinically integrated network, or you could become employed. There's a lot of different options that we have for you. And you touched on it uh, a few minutes ago, but uh, talk about the, the, the your billboard campaign and the, yeah. the putting physicians first message. Yeah, that's a great question. I love that because. You know, I think it's I think it's kind of what separates us, right? We we're not the group that's going to say patients first, although we believe that our physicians put their patients first, right? We're the group that says physicians first, and because we we are all about our physicians and uh, and our providers of all sorts, and um, and so that's kind of where that comes from, and we're going to continue to talk about that. We we put you first as physicians in the state of Georgia. And then our motto is independent, but not alone. And I think that's really important for folks to, to know. I mean, as an independent physician out there today, it's very, very difficult to survive, uh, to, to, do the, to have the expertise that you need to do all the billing, the contracting, to just read the contracts sometimes, right? To understand what's going on as you're signing contracts with payers and systems and things like that. It's a very challenging thing and you know, no physician without a lot of resources has the ability to do this really well. Um, if they, if they do it really well, it's because they're up, you know, 20 hours a day working on it, focusing on their administrative side, all that kind of stuff. We think that we have some tools and we've got a whole team of folks that are dedicated to supporting these independent physicians and making their life better, better and easier. Um, and that's what we're here for. 
And how can physicians get more information on Southeast Primary Care Partners? Well, you can, uh, probably the easiest way is to go to our website, southeastpcp.com. Um, South, I'm sorry, southeastprimarycarepartners.com. Um, or you could look at our NAPC website. Um, we're, we have websites going up for um, South Georgia, East Georgia, West Georgia. So it's, if you go to any number of our websites, you'll be able to access our information. But southeastprimarycare.com is probably the best place to go. And on there, it tells you all about what we do, who we are, some of our leadership team, some of our philosophy. And it's, certainly there's opportunities for you to reach out to us, just have a conversation with us. We, um, uh, you know, as you as you implied when I spoke to the House of Delegates and I've done a lot of speaking around the state, um, there's a lot of folks that are interested and uh, we, we would love to talk to you, right? Whether it's, you know, somebody, whether it's yourself or somebody you know, or you're looking for an exit strategy as a retirement plan or anything like that, whether you need support as an independent practice, um, just contact us. Um, somebody will reach out to you and we'll talk to you about what opportunities might exist to be partner with us in some way. Okay. And uh, any final thoughts or key takeaway messages? No, I just, uh, I guess the final thought is, uh, Tom, thanks for having this conversation with me. I, I'm happy to get the word out about what we're doing. Everybody on our team is really excited to be participating in the state of Georgia. Um, some of us are Georgia natives. Some of us are like myself, nomads who've been all over the world and have been all over the place doing things with different, different companies and different insurance plans and groups and things like that. But we're all very focused and dedicated to, support the, to supporting the physician population in Georgia. And we're just really excited to be here. So thanks for having us, Tom. Oh, you're welcome. So my sincere thanks to Eric Lyle and thanks to Southeast Primary Care Partners for its support as a sponsor. As always, like to thank and applaud our tireless and heroic physicians and allied healthcare professionals and staff for everything they do every day. For everybody at MAG, thanks for watching and we'll catch up with you on the next edition of Top Docs. Thanks for watching this episode of Top Docs. Please share this program with your colleagues and family and friends. Remember to follow MAG on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget that you can get past episodes of the show at mag.org backslash topdocs. From everybody at MAG, we look forward to catching up with you on our next episode of Top Docs.